Let's hear about Neon White. Neon White. Indie game of the year, 2022. Best Another one? game of all time? What was the other one that I've probably... Well, I thought seen? we said that about Stray and Cold of the Lamb. You know what? I will say that Neon White is, in my opinion, definitively better than Cult of the Lamb, but they are completely different games. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Moda. Bonjourno. Bonjourno to you as well. How are you this fine evening? We were just shooting the shit about how bad traffic was this morning yep. because an 18-wheeler exploded into flames uh, on the route that, that I take news. to work, and it was real, real bad. Yep. But I made it. You did? That's yeah, good. And I you did. made it back today? I did a little bit of off-roading to get around the worst <laughs> of the traffic, made it to work on time, good. and then blazed back here for another episode of Team Chat Podcast. That's right, man. Love the dedication. Yeah. Love the dedication. dedication. And we love the dedication from all of you who come here each and every week to listen to one of our new episodes, which are released on Thursdays. Uh, we try. We shoot for weekly. We'll just put it at that. But you can listen to pod- to Team Chat, a video game show over on podcast services around the World Wide Web, as well as watch a video version of each episode over on our YouTube channel. Links for all that are in the description below. While you're there, you can also find the links to our social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also join our Discord server, where we have a lot of great fun conversations. Uh, actually, this week has been a banger for conversation on the Discord because we I posted a, yeah. I posted pictures of some new Star Wars figures I got. One of which was Mads Mikkelsen from. Rogue One, and that just started. This it wasn't even wonderful. a photo of him. It was a photo of he him on the box, featured on the box yeah. art, not even really in the focus of the shot. That's he right. was kind of on the side, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, there's Mads Mikkelsen." And that just started a wonderful <laughs> oh, chain boy. of people just saying, "A, how hot!" I Mads had to Mikkelsen ban is. people right, left, and center <laughs> for being too horny. <laughs> Bonked a horny jacket. Bonked him on the head. But uh, talking about how great of an actor he is, his his body of work, his body. <laughs> <laughs> I just loved it. Oh it was boy. so much fun. So, hey, if you want to have fun conversations like that, come check us out over on the Discord. Uh, but also, if you want to help support the show and make it grow bigger and better, well, you can do that by going to over to patreon.com slash Podcast, just like Super Saiyan Ace, Elise F, Zach S, Mariah S, Susan M, James K, Ben W, Michael B, Andrew M, Michael S. and Brandon W. have done. They've gone over there to support the show for as little as a dollar a month. And in return, we give you cool perks like getting the episodes early before their general Thursday release and access to a private channel on the Discord server, the Rogues Gallery, as well as some custom uh, emotes and stuff like that on both for Twitch and our Discord and all that stuff too. So you get some what little fun deal. perks in there. Yeah, it's, it's a, we try to do Although what we to can. be fair, we will happily accept more money. I That's mean, true. if you want to. <laughs> as much as you're willing yeah, to give, as much we as will you're willing not to say pay. no. <laughs> Just putting it out there. But, you know, but if there's not a way and you don't want to do that, that's no big deal at all. We totally understand there are a lot of great free ways that you can support the show as well, such as telling your friends, writing us a review, or, of course, subscribing wherever you listen to or watch the show. So with all that great stuff out there, it's our job then to say that we love you, each one of our patrons, viewers, and listeners. Heart alike. emoji. Heart emoji. We never got confirmation if this is an emoji or emoticon. Yeah, no one answered our no real question. No one answered question. our real question. We were Jerks. really concerned about it. <laughs> I'm still concerned about it. I don't know. Well, we're probably never going to find out. We're never going to find out. But you know what? We're here now to talk about. We did our list episode last week. Got our list out of the way. Gave the list people their fix. We're back again, though. Or more specifically, Mogan's back this time. With a uh, 
review fantastic. of Neon White. Fantastic review of a fantastic game. But before we get into that, oh boy. I was going to just have a little chit chat, oh, okay, a, a little catch up of what you've been uh, what you've been playing over the weekend, uh, or since we last recorded, which I guess was about a week or so did, ago. I feel like I actually played something that was a little. I mean, I did play a lot of Neon White, actually. Oh, to kind of like fresh yeah, it, refresh because, yeah, yourself. Yeah, I just wanted to be like, view. oh, yeah, I got to remind myself of all the amazing things about this game. Nice. I'm still pretty much at the exact same point I left off with Cult of the Lamb. Oops, my bad. Uh, same. Me too. I can't beat Haket. Oh, really? I'm having, Jared, I'm come having, on. The game is only giving me... Sorry, I didn't mean to like take oh, away. Okay. But like, the game is only giving me... Uh, gauntlets. Oh, gauntlets. That's it. Like, that's all I get. I get those and daggers. Yeah. Like, 90% of the time. Well, when I get a sword or an axe, I can do a really great run and I'll actually get to Hecate, but, but, like, it's, it's killing me. It's, it's, it's kind of turning into Hades 2.0 for me. Oh, I'm not Jared. feeling good about uh, it. Can't but, you, what difficulty are you on? Normal. Dude, take it down to easy, bro. I was actually thinking, because I, I found out on the sub, on the subreddit for it, that you can actually go into the other areas without defeating a, bis- a bishop first. I didn't realize that. So I think I'm going to take a break from Anura and go to gotcha. one of the other places, make it feel at least a little fresh for a bit. That makes a Because lot of it's getting real tiring trying yeah, to grind yeah. out Hecate. But I also haven't played it as, super, uh, as yeah. much in the last couple of weeks or so. But I'm, you know, just kind of going back to our review about Cult of the Lamb, my motivation to finish the game did notably decrease after I had finished all the life sim properties. Yeah. So like once I had sort of maxed out my my village, for lack of a better word, my cult. You know that, okay, I did it. Yeah, because then Congratulations, you're just doing the dungeon Congratulations, I finished runs. the game. Yeah. yeah. I still enjoy the dungeon runs, and I do go back and keep playing through them. I'm making a lot of progress in Silk Cradle now, mm-hmm. so I'm getting there, but it's like, well, I kind of already got what I came for right. from the game, so I'm not, I mean, I will, I'll, fi- I'll finish it at some point, but I have honestly have no idea when that'll be because this weekend I do want to put this out there before people forget is the first splat three splat fest the first official one what are the teams do you know all I know is that everybody told me I have to be on team gear because that's what all of my old splat crew is being what the other team is then? unknown i think one of them is actually team fun okay and team i was like fun really we're not gonna be team fun because <laughs> I, th- I, I think it's like what do you play splatoon for do you play it for the gear do you play oh. it for the fun i should look up the theme i get it that sounds <laughs> so, pretty yeah I, I feel like that's probably where they were going with that splat fest splatoon 3 this weekend all right oh they did notably change splatfest where it's now 3v3 teams oh so it's normal teams is four no no so it's still four to a team but in ye olden days it would be team versus team oh so now it's squads of of, it's three squads of four oh okay going against each other for splatfest specifically that's cool which is super fun yeah what would you oh no Oh, I was not close, but I I had the right thought, but not exactly. The theme is, what would you bring to a deserted island? Would you bring fun, grub, or gear? Like, and the images pictured for gear are like a shovel and a lantern. All right. So you're going to be resourceful about it if you're just going to be like, this is my life now and enjoy it. I should have known that my lame friends would pick gear. (laughs) (laughs) What a bunch of losers. (laughs) I want to be on team fun. But I am actually going to pick up Splat 3 before the Splatfest begins because we vaguely touched on this. I was kind of on the fence about Splat 3 because Splat 2 was fun for a while, 
but pretty much once I stopped playing it, I never went back. Oh, really? Because it just, like, something about it was just off. Mm -hmm. Like, it just never quite clicked. And one of my good friends, Ark, friend of the show, yep. you know, we yep. all know hey, and love Ark, Ark. Uh, she recently let me know that, like, hey, Splatoon 3 is better than Splat 1. It's the oh, better than Splat 1. It's the improved version of Splat 1 for Switch. Okay. So it's basically what everybody had hoped Splat 2 would be, but optimized even more so. So I'm probably definitely going to pick it up, meaning I'm definitely going to pick it up. Right. <laughs> uh, and I definitely want to get in there and get to Splatten, and I have to get past all the lame tutorial stuff so that they'll actually let me pick up my t-shirt in the plaza. Yeah. And then get in there and fight with my friends. Nice. So very excited about that. Very cool. That'll be a lot of fun. I, this week, over the weekend, I actually did finally beat the story of uh, Lego Star Wars. What, did it surprise saga. you? Did it go in strange and unknown places that oh, you no, didn't no, think it, it would? It didn't, it didn't at all. <laughs> I will say, like, you know, I kind of talked about, like, how the campaign itself was, like, not, like, super fun. But, like, it still had its fun moments. In fact, in the Last Jedi episode, there was a pretty good fight in the Snoke's throne room part when it's Rey and uh, Kylo Ren fighting oh, against yeah. all the red guards and stuff. That part was really fun. Uh, but I just loved a couple of, like, throwaway jokes and the humor and the way they had fun with it in the cutscenes and stuff. It was... Was was shirtless Kylo yes, in it? Oh, a that's major so part. funny. I'll have to find, like, a YouTube video of the, of the scenes that he's in. Because there's this one part at the beginning of... I think it's I think it's also Last Jedi when Snoke tells Kylo Ren to take that ridiculous thing off, but it's his talking about his mask. Uh, but in this, <coughs> Kylo's wear, not wearing the mask when he goes to talk to to Snoke. He's wearing instead a shirt that says "I heart Vader," I think. And so when he when Snoke says take that ridiculous thing off, he flexes and rips the shirt and is then just a shirtless, swole Lego man. That's super <laughs> funny. That's so, hilarious. It has a lot of good humor and bits like that. I have started playing around a little bit more in the free play, and I gotta say, a little bit more fun than I was anticipating it being. Because now I can be any character I want. So I'm Boba Fett, obviously. Sleek. Bought his ship and everything and just did a mission to unlock another character. So I'm kind of like, okay. I see the appeal of this. Yeah. Again, I still think it's per it's like the perfect, I got 15 minutes, going to knock out a couple of these quick collectible quests. Yeah, absolutely. But, but, you know, having a little bit more fun with it than I thought. But since I finished it, I was like, okay, it's time to get serious. God of War Ragnarok's coming out November 8th. Oh, so I've got, you know, I've got yeah, a little, get, i got to get chop chop on whatever I want to get done in between. Anything else, you got to get it off your plate. Exactly. <laughs> Good thing we finished Horizon. Right? Jeez. Well... <laughs> Get, strap in for what I'm about to say. Uh-oh. I'm trying to... <laughs> Uh-oh. Jared, no! <laughs> I'm trying to... Uh, because I know I am close. I looked up on how much... Uh, not close, but like over... A good chunk over the halfway point, I did pick up Mass Effect again to play oh, the story. Oh, okay. And I, and I was like, I, it's been a minute since I've played that. And I just... Were you having to relearn all the controls because you forgot everything? Uh, not too bad. It, okay. it came back pretty quick. But what's nice about it is it has been a while... But like I still remembered what was going on, it, and it was like really easy to pick back up all the like where I was at and what I was doing and stuff like that. And man, the mission I came back to was a really good one. So uh, and like I was sitting there watching, it, I was like, man, this is really cool that this is one of those games like an older what I would call a legacy game or something like that that you know held in high regard. And I know I'm playing a remastered version of it, but the game, but the game itself, the core of up. the game is so good. Yeah. Like the writing's good, the music's good, like. I will say, okay, Commander Shepard, his voice acting is a little stiff. It's not, <laughs> not my favorite. But, like, I just had a, a did a mission that had, like, a really big monologue from the villain Saren. And I was just like, damn, 
This is good. I'm yes. enjoying it. And the combat's fun too. So I'm having, having a lot of fun with that. Very nice. But since I knew I was close with that and I wanted to, again, just figure out a taste for it to see, am I going to like this again when it's optimized and fully running on the PS5? I downloaded and started Cyberpunk 2077 again. Oh, interesting. And it's so much better than oh, when I first it? played it the okay, first time. Good. Like of how it runs and everything. It's going so much better. Nice. So I'm still very early on, only maybe like three hours maybe in at everything. It's very funny. I was trying, I chose a different origin story. And then, but what was funny is once I did that, and started like getting into the main quest and where I could actually start branching off and doing like side quests. I immediately chose two of the side quests by complete accident because I didn't remember what they were. But I chose the first two side quests I did in my first playthrough. So predictable. I, I was like, how did I do this? <laughs> like, I guess they were just the two closest and I just yeah. did those. But they literally were the first two side quests That's I did when funny. I had the option. I did the exact same two in the exact same order again. And I was like, nice. oh, what? <laughs> But Excellent. anyway, it's it's a good time. I'm still trying to learn and get the combat down and all that stuff on it. It's a little. It feel I've been playing first person shooters a lot so much on the PC too. It's a little different getting back into one oh, on right, the controller. Right, right. Uh, but it's a it's a good time. I'm liking it. I haven't had a single crash. Haven't noticed a single bug. So you know, I'm nobody t posing. Not yet. So I'm okay. willing to give it a few more hours. No and see. tiny trees all over the place. <laughs> all the fun ones. Right. No, none of that yet. What a uh, so I'm willing to give it a few more hours and see all if right. I if see how I feel about it. But interesting. It's nice because I have the the stop point. If I'm like, you know what? I'm not feeling this. Delete. Make room for Ragnarok. And it literally will be Ragnarok for Cyberpunk. Of course. Anyway, all that we've caught up. That's what we've been playing. Let's hear about Neon White. Neon White. Indie game of the year 2022. Best game of all time? What was the other one that I've probably... Well, I thought we said that about Stray and Cult of the Lamb. You know what? I will say that Neon White is, in my opinion, definitively better than Cult of the Lamb, but they are completely different games. Right. I, obviously, and they're obviously completely different games from Stray as well. Uh, I that All other comparisons aside, you know, their difference in genre and quality and blah, 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 I still think Neon White is the better game at its core. Okay. Because more so than the other two, like Cult of the Lamb and with Stray for specifically those two examples... It has significantly, I mean, and this is compared to most games, its gameplay is significantly different and interesting. So Neon White, a little bit of background about it in case you have somehow managed to not learn about the greatest game of all time. I am one of those people. I will raise my hand. I sadly know not as much as I should. Absolutely shameful. I'm sorry. Oh, well, I do want to mention real quick before we actually get into the review, uh, because I will be talking about some story spoilery stuff mm-hmm. as well so you know tune out later on if that's not your jam but right now until september 26th uh neon white is 20 percent off on steam oh so nice. if you're listening to this when it comes out the game is on sale right now i think it might also be on sale in the eShop. Oh, nintendo cool. is having one of their big sales on a bunch of indie titles other stuff like blasphemous cult of the lamb uh death's door all of those are on sale on switch right now so if you want to get it and I've heard some people vaguely say that the PC version runs a lot better than the Switch version. I think people will say that about... I feel like that's probably just... Yeah, I feel like people (laughs) say that about any game. It's nothing. It runs perfectly. Yeah. There's no discernible issues that I can tell at all. Mm -hmm. So if you buy it on Switch, you're not going to have a hard time. Cool. But 
to give a little bit of background on the game itself, it describes itself as a fast-paced first-person shooter slash puzzle platformer, which is a really interesting way to describe the best speed-running game of all time <laughs> that is intentionally designed for giving you that feeling of speed running a game. Right. So I'm the kind of person that doesn't speed run, but in this particular case, Neon White just happens to do all of the stuff right to get you interested in that. Ooh, that's cool. So developed by Angel Matrix and published by our bestest friends, Annapurna Interactive. Uh, it actually came out almost two months ago, exactly on June 16th by now. Which, which surprised me because like, I couldn't believe that it had only been out for two months. I, thought, I, I was thinking that it's been out for so long. Yeah, I thought like it was an early year game. I knew it came out this year, but I thought it was like February, March. Yeah, gosh. Anyways, so Neon White has been out for a little while, and it's incredible. So would we say like first-person shooter slash puzzle platformer, the top two things to keep in mind are that you will barely even see the platforms. You'll be going so fast, you're not even going to notice them for the most part. That's a little bit of an exaggeration, but the point being, it is one of the most unique ways to play a game I have ever encountered. Mm. So you play as a titular character, Neon White. So he is an air quotes, Neon, him and his three friends, uh, Neon Yellow, Neon Violet, and Neon Red. And their names are actually like that in the game, like Neon Red, Neon yeah. Violet. So whenever you call them like, you know, Neon Violet, that's the actual name. I'm not just being a douchebag. <laughs> just, just putting that out there. Uh, so you've got these three friends and all of you are in heaven, question mark? It certainly does look like heaven. Mm -hmm. There are these people floating around called the Believers. They kind of look very spiritual. They've all got shaved heads. They wear long flowing robes. They look very like see-through and ethereal. Yeah, yeah. And they're supposedly like the denizens of heaven. There are also the angels. Angels are floating about. But the angels are hysterical because they take on the form that the user wants to see. And in the case of the neons, or at least in the case of neon white, they look like really cute cats on floating clouds. <laughs> Except the one of the main cats that you interact with, Mikey, he's kind of like your your handler. He gives you jobs and you know, he's sort of administratively in charge. Yeah. He's a he's a little orange tabby cat with like squirtle cool squirtle sunglasses the really pointy oh, ones yeah, yeah, yeah. he's got the cool squirtle sunglasses on and he's constantly chain smoking cigars <laughs> but he also wears the little white robe and he has tiny little angel wings on his oh back God. and he floats around on a little cloud That's, I gotta he looks this. I gotta look this up. yeah look up mikey and then also look up his assistant I want to say that her name is Ruth, but I know that's not true. Look up Mikey and whatever his assistant's name is because they're Beth? Bev? It's got to be one of those normie names. Incredible. I was looking at pictures it, of them. Isn't Mikey so amazing? Yeah. Uh, neon white assistant. Yeah, it's like Garfield wearing glasses Yeah, it as an really angel. is. Assistant to Mikey? That's funny. Mark? I like that. All right, her name is Gabby. Yes, okay, it's Gabby. Uh, Gabby is equally adorable. She's a cute little, oh no, that's and it Mikey. It might be Mickey, I think. I say, oh no, they call him Mikey. Oh, it's, in the oh game. okay. Yeah, okay. it's voice acted. So Mickey, there's no K C in it. it. I said Mikey on Google and it corrected it to, to like spelled like Mickey. Google is hardly mistaken. Okay, so Gabby just has like the same glasses. They're just they're just uh, see through. Yeah, exactly. She's got really cute like cat eye glasses, and mm -hmm. she wears a very prim and proper outfit. But she has like I don't really know how to describe the accent. Almost like an overdone 
50s accent but also kind of with a bit of a drawl to it and mikey's accent is also like you know 60s 50s business sort of gangster type yeah and he's got a really deep gravelly voice so it's it's hilarious yeah hearing it come out of those cute little visuals and stuff yeah yeah it's amazing but those are the angels so there's a couple of angels there's all these people called believers and then as it turns out for whatever reason huh wonder what god was doing on his days off uh heaven is being overrun by demons and they're just sort of these variously shaped amalgamous things that just sort of float around heaven and cause all kinds of trouble. Yeah. So the believers and the angels, they're not really equipped to fight demons, so they need the neons. So they've got all of these neons, so not just your four group, they've got a bunch of other random ones all around who are apparently sinners that they have raised up out of hell to allow them, to give them the benefit the perk to them (laughs) Uh, they're doing you a favor of being able to kill demons for 10 days in what is essentially a hunger games like contest oh the the goal being that if you're the neon that kills the most demons and gets the highest score at the end of the 10 days you don't have to go back to hell Huh. If you don't win, I mean, you go back. <laughs> it's not the worst of options. It makes it a little easy to, to decide what you want to do. But only one of them can win. Right. So obviously they're competing against each other to see who can take out the most demons. And then eventually also, I think, take out the current reigning champ of the Neons, who is this really scary character called Neon Green. Mm. And all of the Neons, they do have normal faces, uh, but you rarely see them because most of the time they are wearing the stylized masks and the color scheme of the game is phenomenal Mm -hmm. because everything is almost i pretty much all of the characters are black and white except for their unique color so neon red's color palette she's all black and white except for her vibrant red hair and a couple of red accents on her clothing same goes for neon violet totally white skin big bold black outlines right but this beautiful purple hair and this cute little purple outfit. Neon yellow, he's the same. All this yellow, but then washed out black and white. And the neon white is the most striking of all because his color is white. (laughs) So he's all black and white. Yeah. Uh, And then everything is just done in such a... How to describe it? You know Paradise Killer? Yes. How all of the characters were these 2D, highly anime-style character characters. Uh, caricatures but then the world itself was this super polygonal blocky 3d almost like a mid to late mid to early 90s computer game kind of like a point and click adventure game. yeah kind of like a point and click that's exactly what the world looks like okay okay but it's beautiful everything is so vibrant and colorful everything has a like a certain glossy sheen to it all Mm -hmm. over the place because you're in heaven obviously everything has to be looking real fly uh, and you play as Neon White. So you're being Neon White. He is voiced by gotcha. super famous. I want to say Stephen Cook. I may or may not be right about that, but he's the voice of Spike Spiegel from Cowboy oh, okay. Bebop. Famously Spike Spiegel. Uh, and not the fake new Cowboy Bebop that it, that they put on Netflix, the real one. Oh, Steve Bloom. Steve Bloom. Okay, I, well, at least I had the Steve part kind of right. Right. Steve Bloom's St- great. Steven. Um, anyways, yes. Yeah, so Steve Bloom voices Neon White. But and- you're, you're still right. Spike Spiegel. Yes. Oh, yeah. I knew that. Okay. okay. He's unmistakable. Please. Well, I know of, as a Zeb from uh, Rebels, Star Wars Rebels. Huh. Interesting. He also randomly voiced one character in one episode of Bee and Puppy Cat. Oh. <laughs> 
That's right. on Netflix if you want to watch it. <laughs> I was like, wait, Spike, what's he doing here? It's neither here nor there. The point is, you're neon white. You're in heaven. You're in this competition. You got to kill demons to hopefully maybe win the competition to not go back to hell. And you've maybe got these people around you that are your friends. But the thing is, White specifically seems to have lost all of his memories oh. from both his time in hell. Traumatic, obviously. Who would want to remember that? Scary time. But also from his time alive. So his friends, you know, red, violet, and yellow, are talking to him, and they keep making all these references to, like, the old days, and like, oh, man, you really did me a solid back then, or, oh, I really hated you for blah, blah, blah. It's like, I don't remember any of that. (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) And all throughout your conversations with the other characters, you start getting hints and, like, things along the way that, like... Was I not a very good person? Uh-oh. And it's like, no. Specifically, you were a, how to say it, an assassin? Oh. A mercenary? Okay, okay. A Those person People for, who fill that job yeah. type have a harder time, it would seem, crossing the pearly gates. Yeah, exactly. A person for hire that may or may not kill people on their way to commit other various crimes. Yeah. So that's why him and all of his friends are in heaven now having been plucked from hell because they are all sinners and they all killed many people uh but which at least gives them the experience they need to be able to fight all these demons exactly silver linings everywhere perfect perfect segue (laughs) so the silver lining for white is that he was really good with his katana what a what a weeb just anime fan uh weapon to shall i pull my katana down from the wall (laughs) you might want to so he was given a katana not given but he wields a katana and then i think violet she's a bomb specialist red is a sniper and yellow i think just like fights with his heart and his fists. I I can't really remember if he actually uses a weapon. I think he's just sort of a punch man. But it doesn't matter because you never fight them. Instead, you're going through these levels, fighting demons and getting to the end goal. Mm. So each level is laid out as, you know, you've got your point A starting point and your point B finishing point. Between those two points, you have a given number of demons in that level all of whom you have to kill before the entry, before the exit point will open up. Mm. So let's say that you managed to get to the exit point, but you missed a demon or two along the way. That exit point is not going to open and you are going to have to restart the level. Oh, wow. Or if you can manage to like backtrack your way back and kill those demons, sure, you can do that. Is that easy though to be able to backtrack? No. Because of the way the levels are designed, you are up against two big, uh, not necessarily roadblock, challenges. Two big challenges. Those being your actual movement, because as a neon, you're sort of basically just a human. So you don't really have any special powers. You can do like a pretty small jump. You got you got a jump on you. And then for neon white in particular, you've got your basic katana. So if you hit, I think it's ZR, you do a little slashies. Mm-hmm. Great. Other than that, you've got nothing. Mm. except for what the levels give you. So each level, in addition to the many demons that are interspersed around each of the maps, there are also usually a series of cards. So it, Okay, I knew it had cards, yeah, so I was, I was waiting oh, around man. to see how those get integrated into when this. I, when I saw this in the trailers, when I saw, like, I think it was an Annapurna Direct or something that they did probably last year, mm-hmm. maybe, and Neon White came up, and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> because it's a speed-running first person shooter air quotes which right. is true but that's not what it feels like but your weapons are used by you using and discarding 
cards. So you pick up these cards all around the map that are all modeled after different types of weapons. Okay. So you've got your shotgun, which is a red card, your submachine gun, which is a green card. You've got... What's the real? Oh, the yellow card. The yellow card is like the very first one that you encounter, and it's just a basic revolver. You go pew, 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 and that's it. And all of your cards have a certain amount of ammo. So you can see it when you're actually doing it. If, you're, if you've got a card in your arsenal and you're using its ammunition, the color will slowly drain out of it. Okay. And once all the color drains, it goes away. Unless you choose to use its alt ability which is almost always related to movement. So each of the cards gives you a weapon and an option to use some sort of superpowered movement ability. In the case of the revolver, it's a really high jump. So you can do your basic jump and then press, I think it's, I'm just going to say L for the sake of it because I don't remember what it actually is. You can press L to then discard the card and get this bigger jump off of it, but then you don't have your revolver with you. The same thing goes for weapons like the submachine gun, for example. Mm-hmm. If you're spraying and praying and getting through all the enemies, but then play. you need to use its uh, its uh, move. Uh, what's the word for it? It's oh, I don't want to just use the word movement over and over again. It's uh, mobility. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's so stupid. But I just didn't. <laughs> I just didn't want to use the same thing. You want to use its active mobility uh, of being able to down smash. Basically, okay. It's kind of like ground pound, but it makes you go down really, really fast which is a speedrunning game. Oh, Time matters. Perfect. And also when you slam down onto the ground, all of the demons within a certain range of your landing point will get instantly wiped out. Okay. You're also uh, invincible during the time that you're using the down smash, which is really helpful for certain parts of the game. So you kind of get the basic idea. You mm-hmm. start out in a level, you've only got your katana with you, and you just need to get from point A to point B as quickly as possible and kill all of the demons in that level within that time frame. To do that efficiently, the most efficiently you can, you need to utilize all the cards and all the demons that you can to your advantage. Okay. Because the demons themselves can also help you navigate the levels. So it is true that the levels are designed with platforms built in. Everything are these very like ethereal, blocky, almost brutalistic buildings, Mm -hmm. but they're all like very shiny and pretty, like I mentioned. There's water all over the place in a lot of the levels. The purpose of water being that if you're walking on water instead of on a building surface, that could be a roof or any of the other concrete surfaces, you go way faster. So if you, it's almost like you're skating. So your movement while you're on water really feels like you're just sort of free flowing and skating around. So you have to balance out being physically on the ground, which is the worst thing you can possibly be because that's the slowest you can go. Sure. Skating around on water. And then of course being airborne in one form or another. Where was I going with this? Different movement types, different, different ways to get types. around the level, going yes. from point A to point B. Oh, the, the, the demons. Okay. So the demons as well, uh, they help you navigate the levels in different ways. Because when I say the word demon, you're probably thinking of some of the game's early demons, which kind of just look like knights or like little squat guys that shoot these little blobs at you or like a little sort of blobular octopus man that's just like, man, you're like, oh God. <laughs> they never move. Like yeah. they don't actually move at you. They are almost oh. always stationary. 
and they might shoot at you sometimes in big form, but you don't really need to yell like you have to kill them, but you don't necessarily need to be afraid of them as long as you can shoot them from long range or get up on them with your sword and kill them before they become a problem. Or do the big ground pound. Or do a big ground pound, which leads to other abilities that you can get from them because certain types of demons will always give you a specific type of card. Hmm. So the demon that I mentioned that looks kind of like a standard knight, right. it's kind of vaguely blue. And if you kill it, you get the blue. Uh, what What is it for? It's not a shotgun. I'm just going to say a... Like a rifle? Or a yes. rifle? I think it is kind of like a rifle. Um, don't quote me on that, everybody. I don't know guns. All I know is revolver and shotgun. But it gives you some sort of like rifle of some kind. And that rifle lets you do a straightforward totally flat super dash so if, if you kill the first demon and then get that card maybe there's a line of other demons oh. behind him so that you keep using that blue card to dash through demons and instantly kill them instead of having to shoot them Very and cool. then maybe when you get to the end of that platform there's a big empty space but then you see down at the bottom of the ravine that there are these little well, not little, they're actually quite large. These big black balloons. Mm -hmm. Those balloons are demons. They don't move. They don't even try to hurt you, but right. you do need to kill them. So you could shoot them if you wanted to, but if you land on them, they bounce. Oh. You get to bounce right off of them, and once you've bounced off of them, they die. And then maybe good you, old Mario strat. Good old Mario strat. And then maybe you bounce on a bunch of demons and get up to the next level. And then there are these bubbles all over the place. And you're like, oh man, what are these weird looking bubbles? These are different from the balloon guys. And there are other demons inside of the bubbles. And when I shoot at the bubble, it won't break. Okay. It's a shield, basically. But if you get inside of it and then just exit that bubble in any way, shape, or form, it and all of the other demons in it will die. So you just have to like walk into exactly. it. Exactly. Okay. So this is the whole strat is that all of the demons, not all of them, some of them are just shooty boys, um, but mm. most of them have some sort of ability that they will give you in return for killing them. Mm. They also help you navigate the levels and you obviously have to kill them all to be able to unlock the ending and do it all as quickly as you possibly can. See, this sounds fun. It's like it really fun. does. But that also sounds like you're having to think of a lot of stuff all at once in really fast amount of time. So, and my brain just has trouble with that. That is technically true. And <laughs> we also know that I'm not a speedrunner. I don't speedrun. That's not my life. Yeah. The way that Neon White is designed, it is incredibly user friendly. Oh, okay. Well, so, that makes me feel better. Yeah. About it it really builds you up to being able to string. It's kind of like Ori in the Blind Forest. Mm -hmm. Remember how you said that towards the end of Ori, you felt like everything was chaining yep. together. Yep. Everything yep. you had learned had built up to that point. That's exactly how you feel in Neon White. Because all the different elements are thrown at you in progression. Mm -hmm. It's not all at once. You know, it might spend a few levels just getting you used to the revolver and the different abilities that it does. But then by the eighth world, we'll call it, you've got like eight different cards at your disposal and you can do a lot of different stuff with them. And now just real quick before we get on that. But you so you have all your cards laid out in front of you. 
you're not once you start using one, you're not stuck to using it until it's depleted. Correct. You can switch around to other ones so as the situations call for it. That's slightly that that's sort of right. Okay. So the thing about it is, and this is really kind of one of the tricks I should have mentioned, you can only hold two types of cards at a time. Okay. But you can hold up to three of them. So okay. I could hold in my hand my your katana stays with you all the time. It's your basic card, you always have it. Uh, but then in addition to that, I can hold up to three shotgun cards, for example. Got and it. then I I could also hold up to three revolver cards. Okay. But if I then run into a green card, one of those sets of three is going to have to go to make room for the green card. Okay. And, and you then, just discard them and they're gone. Yes. So you can cycle through them. I think by pressing maybe the R button, it's either ZL or ZR. It's something like that to just switch back and forth between your two non-katana cards. Mm -hmm. So that's how you can choose. Okay. Well, I want to use my stomp right now. And then I want to go to using my little bomb blast. And then I want to go back to my stomp because I've still got more of those. So that's the, the balance is figuring out which cards you have in your disposal, which of them you need to get from this point in the specific level to the next point and which of them will maybe get you there faster. So it sounds really intimidating, and it seems like it would not necessarily be for everyone. Yeah. I feel like anyone could have fun okay, with Neon okay, White. Okay. It is such a fun, incredible feeling, and the way that the levels are designed, it really... So, so I should phrase this more specifically. The way that the levels are designed, there is very clearly a prescribed path. And it is usually revolving around the layout of the demons, mm -hmm. the layout of the cards. You can very visually see this is the standard path to get to the exit. Yeah. So the complexity then comes from, okay, you did it once the first time and you got a silver medal for your time. But you really need gold and ace medals. Mm. Those are the good ones because okay. gold and ace medals will increase your rank. And you need those to be able to get the better jobs from Gabby and Mikey. Got it. So you got to increase your rank. So you really need to at least be gunning for gold. But if you've already got a gold medal, why wouldn't you go for that ace medal? Right? Of course. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you? So it's really addicting of getting into a level, doing it the first time, shitty, like, like doing bad, <laughs> probably dying all yeah. over the place. And then finally getting to the end, seeing what your time was. And then seeing what the top times are for, okay, what do I have to get to net that ace medal? What do I have to get to get the gold medal, et cetera? And you're like, can I do it? Can I shave 15 seconds off my time to get to the end? The answer is usually yes, by thinking about the level differently. Mm. So sometimes, I, I really think this is the case, sometimes the answer is just do the prescribed path fast and perfect. Sure. Just do it as optimally as you can. There are no real skips. Just get from point A to point B fast, 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 fast. No lost time. But other times it's like, oh, actually, you know that time where you jumped over that wall? If you had actually chosen to fall lightly off the platform, there's an archway under you that you can then use one of your mobility cards to do this really janky skip around to get to a totally different section of the map and then just sort of long range shoot the demons that you missed backwards and then keep going and you've saved 10 seconds. Okay, okay. I was going to ask, like, if, yeah. if you're still able to then see, like, all the paths, maybe not all the paths, but, like... So, the paths aren't necessarily... Or more like if you if you if you do the detour that you this new detour defined does that necessarily mean that if you get from 
around it and you shave off the time that you'll be able to shoot every demon that behind that's you. The, that's the trick. All right. All right. That's, that's the where the experimentation comes in. You have to figure in. out how can I still get all the demons and maybe find a shorter way. Got it. And there's all, you know, when, once you actually slow down and take your time in a level, you will naturally start to realize, oh, there's a hole in the ceiling above me that window, you can actually just jump right through it. Mm -hmm. Like there's clearly all of this stuff built into each of the levels that gives you tons of options for where you want to go. It's just a matter of, can you take that path and still get all the demons and still uh, get the right cards that you need? Because sometimes you have to have specific cards to be able to do something later in a level to get from point A to point B and there's no way around it. Plus, plus, after you beat any given level for the first time, you will unlock the, the ability to find that level's present. Ooh. Collectibles, Jarrett. Everybody loves Everybody collectibles. Everybody loves them. The collectibles, and they are just these comedically large gift wrap presents. They come in many different colors, and they all correspond to one of the NPCs out in the world. Okay. So if you get a, a couple of presents for that NPC, you can then go back to the hub world and give them gifts, and you unlock special dialogue and fun cutscenes. Romance? Them. Romance. Really? Galore. Uh, well... Hard to say. White very much has a given waifu in ah. the context of the story. Okay. So I don't necessarily think it's a case of you being able to romance them. It's more like, how much can you get to know them? I see. Because, for example, you can find gifts for Mikey, and he's your boss, basically. Yeah. But it's like, well, if you give him gifts, he might just like you more. You don't really get anything out of it. It's just fun. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, that's not necessarily true, at least in the case of the other neons for red, violet, and uh, yellow. When you give them gifts, yes, you will unlock, unlock dialogue. You will also unlock, on rare occasion, memories, where you'll actually get cutscenes from their life before that. Those are very valuable. But more importantly than that, uh, maybe not more importantly, more interestingly than that, yeah. they have their own side quest levels. Oh. And they all have these really interesting themes. So Neon Violet, she's like a psycho, crazy nut job that loves bombs and killing, and she just does it for the fun of it. Okay. So her levels are nightmares of obstacles. Oh. So every surface is spikes. Mm -hmm. Everything is lasers. Everything will kill you. And you're like, oh God, this is the worst. <laughs> but then in some of Neon Yellow's side quest levels, he's like, well, actually just don't use any of the alt mobility. Exclusively use the default ammo for your, for your cards. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Reds, by extension, might be no ammo. You don't, don't use the primary ability of any of the cards, only use the alt abilities. So they give you these interesting little win conditions of sort of mixing up the formula to a certain extent. Uh, and it's just really fun all around. Uh, and it adds more to a game that is already potentially very short. Yeah. So I've been absolutely taking my time with it. I think I'm on world eight okay. uh, right now. So I'm really close to the end. 10 worlds. I'm assuming. Yeah, I think there's okay. 10 worlds. Um, well, I think there's 10 worlds. Could I'm always 15. so suspicious of games like throwing curveballs at you at the very end, because that's <laughs> such a JRPG thing to do. Yeah. So there might be 10 worlds. Cannot confirm. I haven't looked ahead for any spoilers, uh, but I'm on world eight. Where was I going with this? Oh, I lost my train of thought. I don't know. Uh, getting close to wrapping it up. Getting close to wrapping it up. 
going to world eight. Going to world uh, you've been eight. taking your time with it. Yes, I've been taking my time with it. Sorry, I keep getting distracted by just thinking about neon white. <laughs> it's too amazing. I've been taking my time with it, really going back to every single level and replaying them to make sure that I've got the ace medal, that I've got the present for every single world. Okay. And one of the things that I really like about the game is solely its quality of life, because very similar to how Celeste worked, where if you were in a level and you died, you just immediately teleported back to the start of that level. There was no loading screen, nothing happened, you were just back at the start right the same thing can be said for neon white but also if you realize that you've already fucked up a run and you just need to go back to the start all you have to hit is the minus button on the switch and you're right back there oh so it makes it okay. super easy. easy to be experimental with the levels because they're so short because you can restart at any time and then on top of that you've got basically a the job archive, that's what it calls it, where even after you've finished any world, any job, any of the missions, you can go back to them whenever you want, and it's super, super easy to navigate to the different worlds. Just go to a list, look at the ones where you're missing stuff, go right back into them. So you can replay levels very, very easily. The game does not make it hard. Love that for me. Because <laughs> it, it, it really, I, I think that this is true about all of Neon White. It does the most to remove barriers of all kinds. Oh, okay. It wants speedrunning to be accessible. It wants the game itself to be really accessible. So it wants you to succeed. This isn't the kind of game that wants you to like be mad and rage quit. Right. The game clearly wants you to be able to get to the end. The, the icing on the cake is just how creative you eventually realize you can be with getting to that end. Very cool. So the story is pretty standard anime stuff. Obviously, you're in a cohort of assassins. Some shit went wrong when you were alive. Uh -oh. Is heaven really heaven? It seems kind of skeevy. Why is it full of demons? Yep. What's Neon Green's problem? Why is he picking <laughs> on me? There's all this different stuff that's sort of laid around for you to explore with the other characters. And it is really interesting. I just think that it's not at all why anyone is necessarily playing Neon White. Right. You're playing it for the incredible gameplay. The fun NPCs and the great voice acting and the really neat character designs are just, they're just, I, just icing. It's all just icing on nice. the baby. That's cool. So yeah, Neon White is incredible. I've definitely got at least 10 to 12 hours into it already and I'm not quite done yet. So if you're really out there replaying levels, getting those ace medals, or maybe you get ace medals on the first try every time. I don't know yeah. your life. Uh, <laughs> but it can be a potentially short game, but it's also not a full price game. Even at full price, I think it's only 20 bucks. Like I said, it's on sale on Steam right now. I think it's on sale on the Switch, and I think it's still only 20 bucks. So do yourself a solid. Go pick up the best indie game of the year. It really kind of is, for me, New Paradise Killer. Oh, really? It's a very different game, but it gives me that same feeling of, this is so Nice. Everything about this game is new. I love everything that the developer tried to do here. It's so wild and weird. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Uh, Bro Mogan recently started playing it too, and he's like, so this is the best game of all time? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I tried to tell you. So please play Neon White if you are even fractionally interested in it. I promise you it will pay off. I mean, I will say, talking about it has sold me on it to wanting to try Bro. it because like, it, it does seem like even though, sure, it sounds like if there's a lot of stuff to do during the game, like you said. Quick aside, because yes. I know this might affect your uh, opinion. You can skip all the dialogue. 
Oh. Okay. You can skip all I of mean, it. I mean, I tried So the if you don't want it, you can skip right past it. Just okay. another plus of being able to like... If, if you, you really actually, just want to do the action. If you were really just doing the action, all the cutscenes are skippable. Very cool. All right, that's good to know too. But yeah, I mean, you definitely like the action and like what's involved in it and what you have to do and like how the... It, it kind of sounds like a similar game in the style of like, you know, racking up the points and everything to get the better score and everything. Kind of like a My Friend Pedro, My yeah. Friend Pedro kind of game and stuff like that, which I really enjoyed that one going back just in first person this time yes. and with lots of cards and stuff like that. So, I mean, it definitely sounds really cool to try out it's and everything awesome. like that. How long on average do the levels take? Oh, uh, if like, you, are you talking like seconds, like literally like 30 seconds or something? If you are spending more, so a small handful of the levels are air quotes long, mm-hmm. meaning they might be a minute 30 to up to two minutes. Oh, okay. If you're really fucking it up. The vast majority of them, if you're doing it right, you're getting easily under a minute. In okay. some cases, okay. 15 seconds. Damn. So they, All right. they can be very short. Uh, so again, it makes it a really good game of, yeah, do you only have 15 minutes? Just go pay, go play a couple of levels of Neon White. Awesome. In fact, maybe play 10 of them because you can probably get through 10 with that 15 minutes allotted to you. Yeah, get a few ace medals along exactly. the way. Exactly. Get some of those ace medals and also pick up all the gifts from Mikey because he's my favorite. <laughs> I'm going to marry Mikey. He's a cat. I don't think the game will let me. He's an angel cat. So uh, canonically, <laughs> he's not. He's just an angel and that's just how you see him. So every time Neon White you know, refers to his catness, he's like, I'm not a cat. <laughs> <laughs> this is just how you see me. It's like, no, you are a cat. <laughs> Oh man, well that's cool. That's yeah. cool. It's Neon awesome that white rule. Oh, the music. Oh yeah. Well, how's the oh, music? Oh my god. I'm assuming you have to have a great driving so, track to like yes, really push you along you as you speed through these levels. Definitely do. So all of the music in the game is by Machine Girl, uh, who I think is an EDM artist, um, and it is the perfect match. A lot to to yeah, it's incredible. Go listen to the soundtrack. Um, it's not you know anything that will give you spoiler vibes. Just sure. go pick a couple of random tracks and listen to them. It will probably get you interested enough to play the game. Nice. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, your review already got me interested well, enough, yeah. so you know, I'll give it a shot. Get I'll it on it sale. Shot. Get it while it's hot and go play it and just have the time of your life. And then you will come to the end of 2022 and be like, yeah, it was Game of the Year. It was. <laughs> it was absolutely Game of the Year. Moten called it. <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. Our review... Or- rather Mogan's review of Neon White. Have you played Neon White? Is it one of, do you think it's the best game of the year so far? Best indie game of the year so far? Well, Gotti, you know, 2022. Let us know. We'll find out soon enough, I guess, at the Game Awards. But let us know. Well, I think they confirmed those, by the way. December-ish, oh. like early December or something like that. Nice. So we'll have to watch that. But uh, yeah, let us know in the comments below or hop over to our Discord and talk about it with us there. But thanks for joining us this episode of Team Chat Podcast. Until next time, I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Morgan. Adios. We'll see you all next time.